N, and uh, the words, we're going to be talking about a Chinese balloon, have never crossed my lips before. But uh, I was kind of tied up this morning, not in the, not in the fun way, but kind of tied up this morning, so I didn't have a chance to turn on uh, David Bellavia till uh, I think it was like right after noon. And when I when I heard the passion uh, with which our Medal of Honor recipient was talking about this story, I really honed in on it. And David Bellavia is embarrassed. He is embarrassed. So I also am embarrassed. He's got the Medal of Honor. I'm just a schnook on the radio. If he says he's embarrassed, I have every right to be embarrassed along with him. And People call in all the time, and they tell me, Tom, the country's going down the tubes. The country's going down the tubes. So if you really believe the country is going down the tubes, then don't be surprised if a guy goes on the radio and says we become a second-rate power, because that's what happens if you really believe we're going down the tubes, because that means you're not being elevated. You're in declension. Our standing army in the United States is fewer than half a million soldiers. China has a land army of 2 million soldiers in the PLA. China also, believe it or not, has the world's largest submarine fleet. And you, you know who else is paying attention to China? Japan. Japan uh, is uh, investing heavily in aircraft carriers. Uh, they just unveiled one uh, in the not-too-distant uh, past. They converted an existing vessel, made it into an aircraft carrier. Not the first time that has been done, but uh, recently there was the first... Let me get this straight. There was the first... Um, was it horizontal takeoff from a Japanese aircraft carrier of an American plane since the end of World War II? Uh, it's one of those weird things that I, I heard on the Internet, and I said, well, that's interesting. And then I thought, you know what? 1941, Japan was the most hated country in the United States, and we did some horrible things to Japanese Americans uh, because – if you look like you have Asian eyes, you are Japanese. And if you are Japanese, you're a national security threat. Into the camp you go. Uh, Herman Goering brought that up at Nuremberg and said, aren't you guys being a little bit hypocritical? Well, Herman, the big difference is we didn't gas our Japanese, but we horribly deprived them of their human rights. When government was most needed to protect the rights of the individual, government said, screw the individual, you don't have any rights. Again, reference George Carlin, he's right. Uh, but this uh, Chinese balloon, what do you think it is what do we do about it? What message does it send? And my first choice, if I were president or if I were uh, in the Joint Chiefs of Staff, that would be an interesting appointment. <laughs> I might actually be pretty good at it. But anyway, um, first thing I do is ask, is there a way we can bring this thing down so that nothing falls apart? We can capture it intact. Is there some way to lasso this thing at 70,000 feet? Can we, if we can't lasso it and slowly bring it down, transfer it to a helicopter for a gentle landing, can we shoot holes in it so the uh, gas, which is holding it up, leaks out of the balloon and it makes a rather controlled landing? 
this business about, well, we don't want to shoot it down because debris might hit people. Seriously, you driven to California? You driven in Montana? You driven through most of that area of the country? Yeah, you're lucky if you can find a stray dog, much less a human being. So that, that strikes me as absolute BS. Of course we could shoot it down. Why didn't we? In, in World War II, folks, I mentioned this earlier, the Japanese sent a bunch of balloons into our country, into the Pacific Northwest. I think one made it as far as Michigan, believe it or not. And they were trying to start fires in the United States, trying to make Americans feel less safe at home. Um, and I've got camera footage here. I'm looking at it of one of our fighter planes from the Second World War shooting down Japanese balloons. It's gun, it's gun sight uh, photographs of our fighters taking down Japanese balloons before they even made it to Montana. Hell, before they made it inland. 803-0930, star 930, 1-800-616-WBEN. My biggest fear is this is a test run for an EMP attack that would take down our electric grid. My second biggest fear is, is this a dry run, as one of our callers suggested, to see what the uh, dispersal patterns would be for a chemical or biological agent? Um, I, I, I don't think, you know what? A year ago, five years ago, that kind of talk would have sounded crazy. How crazy does it sound now? Because you've got generals saying the same damn stuff. Uh, here is, uh, I don't have any stars uh, on my epaulets because I don't have any epaulets. Uh, let's go to Fran in uh, Allentown. Fran, what do we do with this situation? Hi, Tom. Well, actually, in my opinion, it's a moot conversation. It should have been shot down five days ago. We well, it's not ability... It's not moot because it's still airborne, and it's over the United yeah. States. Exactly, but the fact is we, we have the technology in our Navy, Navy Air Force, et cetera, to be tracking this thing. And the minute it started entering our airspace to send a message to China, is this yours because it's entering our airspace and we're going to shoot it down, period. End of story. Right? Do you think the Chinese would have thought twice about shooting down an American balloon? Would the North Koreans think twice about shooting down a balloon from South Korea? I think not. But it's, 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 a, it's a, a foreign object entering our airspace. So, um, yeah, to shoot it down. Wouldn't they shoot ours down? Of course they would. <laughs> they, not only would they shoot it down, but they'd ratchet up the anti-American propaganda on... Uh, uh, on Chinese media. By the way, those of you who use TikTok, you should have your heads examined. TikTok is a Chinese communist ploy. It's aimed at gathering information on the United States. So if you're all upset about the balloon in the sky over Montana, first thing you ought to be doing is taking the TikTok app off of your phone and every phone your kids have. It's Chinese communist information gathering. TikTok, it's no good. Get rid of it. Don't worry about the balloon. Worry about your own cell phone. Uh, let's get back to the calls. Uh, Fran, anything else you wanted to say? Uh, um, just, uh, you know, if, if it was something to hide, um, you know, you shoot it down. But I, I, just don't, I just don't understand with our capabilities why we allow this to happen, like to float all that way, all the way down the coast into our country. Um, Canada being quiet about it. I, I don't understand. We, you know, 
going across the Aleutians watching it. Why didn't we just shoot it down and go, you're in our airspace. What is it? You know, is it like a little party balloon? What is it? Come on now. <laughs> Happy <laughs> birthday, now. Mr. President. It's written right there on the side. Yes. Is it? It's like, come no. on, man. <laughs> well, see, yeah. the, you, I, yeah. ma'am, I think you don't have to be a member of the Joint Chiefs of Staff to understand exactly what you are saying. When something is coming from another country and it is in your airspace, you shoot it down. The Russians right. did it during the Cold War. They shot down one right. of our U-2s. Uh, mm-hmm. Francis Gary Powers, I don't know how he survived. He should have never lived that, through that crash, but he did. And then in the Cuban Missile Crisis, Major Anderson was shot down as he was doing a U-2 flight. That plane was supposed to be untouchable, uh, but the SAMs uh, took down a U-2 and, uh, you know, people think that we escaped the Cuban Missile Crisis without the loss of any American life. That's not true. Major Anderson uh, died when his U-2 was shot down by a Soviet surface-to-air missile while getting updated intel photographs on the Cuban uh, missile situation. Okay, Tom, so this is a balloon. Did it escape from the Chinese New Year party? I mean, come on. No, you, you know what? I, I, have, I have to laugh. So... You, what you're saying, what you're saying is, the minute this thing started uh, getting into our airspace, our airspace, we call Be- we call Beijing and say, "Excuse me, China, uh, what is this <laughs> thing? Because we're shooting it down." Right, exactly. Uh, you know, um, yeah, because it's it's entering. There's there, there's no way to. Well, uh, apparently, it can direct itself. I, I heard it was adjusting itself in different ways. But um, I heard lots of things you never know, like, uh, well, well, the atmosphere. Said, well, what is it? And they said, well, just go out and look at it. It's like, do you think we're stupid? Do you think we're like the, 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 uh, the, the what, you know, the, the peasants of the Middle Ages? Like, oh, look at it. Does this mean we're not going to have a summer? <laughs> no, no. Uh, but see, this is, I, I, I would love to hear from people who were uh, military and who were, uh, in particular, intel. Uh, problem right. is, most of those people, um, I need to buy them drinks before they tell me anything. Uh, but I thank you very much. I appreciate the call. Thank you, Tom. Yeah, Bye. You'd, be, you'd be surprised who I run into out and about town. You'd be surprised how much information I've been able to pick up on my little situation. 803-0930, star 930, 1-800-616-WBEN. See, that's that's another thing that I think I I need to talk about. Um, They could conceivably have made this balloon out of a stealth material, okay? Uh, In other words, uh, they could have cloaked it, made it with nanomaterial so that light would bend around it, be a little harder to see, might evade radar. Um, One of the principles of our stealth fighters is the way they are shaped and the materials of which they are made. Obviously, you can see a stealth fighter, right? At least now, now you can see a stealth fighter, but they're invisible largely to radar because of the materials of which they're made and, as I said, the shape of the aircraft itself. In the future, and these are probably in development already, uh, there will probably be invisible-to-the-eye fighters, invisible-to-the-eye aircraft carriers, tanks, not to mention personnel. Do a search online. U.S. Army concerned about invisible Russian soldiers. That's a real story from a real United States Army. 
Um, the invisibility or stealth technology is absolutely fascinating, and I don't mind telling you that I believe I know more about that technology than any other civilian in the whole world. And I don't think I, I don't think anybody can argue with me on that. Let's get back to the calls on WBEN. Here is uh, Eric. Eric, you're on WBEN. What do you say, sir? Hi, Tom. Um, this is a win-win for China either way. They're either going to uh, see how our response is to it, or they're going to learn that they can send the balloon in uh, without us responding. And uh, both sides of the political aisle are completely wrong on how to deal with this. The, the administration seems to think, oh, it's no big deal. We're just going to let it go, which is fishy. And then the, the Republicans, they're saying we should shoot it down. Oh, that's also stupid. Um, we've had the ability to snag things that come in from outer space uh, for since the 60s. I know that Kodak was a part of a, a, a spy satellite program called Gambit, where uh, back before we had digital photos, they had film. And uh, the satellite would eject the film canister, and it would uh, get into the atmosphere and parachute down. And two F-14s with a cable strung between them would snag the parachute <laughs> and bring the canister safely to the ground. Yep. And it seems like this is the technology we ought to be using for snagging this balloon. Well, yeah, I, I've been talking about the whole lasso idea because it is over Montana and it only seemed appropriate. I, mean, t I, I agree with you. My preference would be let's not blast this thing to smithereens. Let's bring it down and see exactly what it contains. Exactly. And, and then we have the upper hand because now we know what they're sending us. If they're just floating a box just to taunt us, then we'll find that out. But if they've got something radioactive or if it's taking photographs or if it's, uh, like you said before, maybe an EMP, at least we can get information from it by snagging it. And I know that I think they said it was at 60,000 feet. Is that right? Um, Last I heard it was at 70,000 feet. Okay. Well, see, like F-14s can really only get like in the mid 50,000s. But if you can at least do something to lower it a little bit, I mean, we Elon Musk has invented stuff that can go into outer space. Oh, right? I'm pretty sure our military. I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure our military has planes that can uh, get to seventy thousand feet. Uh, I mean, the SR seventy one Blackbird flew at ridiculous altitude. I, I'm sure that we have uh, aircraft that are very capable of getting to the altitude of seventy thousand feet without any issue at all. It seems that's the an easy solution to deal with us. Just snag the thing. Um, yeah, I mean, you know what? It, it's I think it's easier said than done, but I can't believe with all the big brains at DARPA, uh, which is basically science fiction and the military married, uh, with all the big shots at uh, RIT with their big brains and connections to CIA, I would think that somebody would come up with a way to snag a sheep. And it seems like all the politicians want to do is blow it up or let it go. It seems like those are the worst choices. <laughs> you know what? I, I, How can I disagree with you? Because that's what I've been saying. I want to see what's on it. Yep. Um, stay warm, Tom. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Yeah, do stay warm. Thank you. It is, uh, it is cold out there. Uh, what do we do about this Chinese balloon? What do you think it is all about? And what message are we sending China? I don't think we're sending a real strong message to China. The thing never should have been allowed to penetrate us. But not only did it penetrate us, it's over freaking Montana. And I agree with what the caller said. 
You can't let it go. You got to do something with it if you can bring it down and examine it. I think that's what you do. You try to bring it down in one piece, maybe by shooting small holes in it so it slowly descends. Remember that uh, story many years back, that hoax story about the kid in the balloon, all the uh, the like the kid that was flying through the air. And it turned out it was a giant hoax by the family. This goes back 20 years. Remember the boy in the balloon? Uh, Josh, what do they call it? The boy in the balloon. Oh, you young kids, you don't know anything. Um, let's get, uh, I got to take a break here on News Radio 930 WBEN. Oh, come on, guy. You know the story I'm talking about. We watched it on TV. The little kid supposedly crawled into something. It went airborne. It went hundreds of miles. Was it in a bouncy house or something like that? No, I don't know. I, I, I Obviously, my details on this are somewhat uh, somewhat foggy. But, Josh, you'll find that as you get older, your details on a lot of things um, get foggy. Um, I forgot who I was talking to there. I'm sorry. All right, I tell you what, should I take a break now so we can get back to call sooner after the news? Okay, hey, guys and ladies, thank you kindly for your calls. Thank you for being on hold. I would appreciate it if you would stay on hold so I don't need to drone. I will quickly reset the topic for people who join us after 3.30, but if you're on hold, I will get to your call without keeping you on hold any longer than is absolutely necessary. I always, whether I have a few calls or tons of calls, I try to be respectful of your time. Please understand that you and I, we have a relationship, and I like to be honest in our relationship. And I was not cheating with public radio. Really, I wasn't. Maybe satellite, we got something going on the side, but... You consent to that, so it's not really cheating. Oh, you guys let me down. Most of you hung up during the break. Well, maybe China should take over the United States because then they'd force you to be on the phone with me. So I should actually brace and and welcome a, a Chinese invasion then. That have radio wardens walking up and down the street, making sure you listen to the program. Just saying. Uh, anyway, welcome to the show. If you're just joining us, there's a uh, Chinese spy balloon. They say it's a science balloon over Montana. It's at about 70,000 feet. President Biden doesn't think it's a big deal. Republicans say, shoot the damn thing down. I want to know what you think this is all about and what we ought to do about it. I'm very concerned it could be a dry run for an electric magnetic pulse to take out our grid. Take out our power grid. This country is done. We are done. No way to communicate. No way to get messages. Maybe carrier pigeons will come back into style. They fry Anybody fries their electric grid, it's over. The country is over with an EMP attack. David Bellavia knows that. He spent years of his life warning about it. Um, is it some kind of, uh, are they trying to get a sense of the wind patterns in the United States because they want to unleash some kind of biological or chemical agent at some point? I, for me, if I'm president of the United States, I want to know what's on this balloon. My choice would be, if practicable, if you can do it, bring it down in one piece and let's see what's inside. You better put hazmat suits on first. Maybe bring some Geiger counters. But 
you got to see what's inside. This nonsense about, well, we don't want to shoot from the president of, we don't want to shoot it down because uh, we're concerned about uh, damage to uh, uh, people and property. Oh, baloney. Stop it. You've driven through Montana or you've flown over that part of the country. What's it going to hit? A haystack? Come on. Give me a break. Let's go to Ken on WBEN. Ken, you are on uh, WBEN. Hello. Hi. Um, I just wanted to say to begin uh, that you and David Bellavia are so on target. Um, You're both brilliant. Uh, do you think I can continue uh, well, I, about this? Adelaide well, if you if you balloon. call me if you call me brilliant, I have to call your judgment into question. But yes, I will let you continue. <laughs> David is I'm not. Yeah, um, I was uh, in the Air Force for five years um, in the oxymoronic military intelligence field. Yes. Um, I was a Chinese linguist and cryptanalyst. Did you go to Monterey? Did you train in language yeah. at Monterey? Yes. Cool. And uh, cryptanalysis in San Angelo, Texas. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I was stationed in Taiwan for two and a half years. And we did our work uh, targeting the mainland. Uh, I wouldn't. Uh, I wouldn't trust them one bit. There is something uh, nefarious about uh, this balloon. And I agree completely with you that if we can bring it down safely, we should we should examine it completely and yes hazmat suits and geiger counters or whatever is required uh, i agree with that um i don't i i i um uh, was discharged in uh 1977 so my my uh knowledge about intelligence these days is uh, very old, but even then, we could determine by tracking historically movements and what was going where. Uh, you know, this in in the world before satellite uh, uh, and uh, other other means of uh, of spying. Uh, <laughs> Uh, well, yeah, I mean, you, you obviously you pick up uh, radio traffic, you try to tap oh, yeah. into communications cables, um, you've got boots yeah. on the ground. I mean, there, there's a million ways to gather intelligence, and now, especially in our electronic age, um, it, it, it's, um, it's unbelievable how it, easy it is to gather intelligence, and, and a lot of people don't know this, I'm sure you do, because they were experimenting with them at the time. You point a laser beam yeah. at a window where people are talking, and you might as well have a bug right in the room with them. Yeah, Exactly. Yeah, you are so on target. Um, well, I know a little bit about this, this stuff. This, this, <laughs> this balloon should never have penetrated our area. If it came over the Arctic, you know, it probably came via Canada. 
I don't know how sophisticated Canada's uh, intelligence community is. Well, they'd still be part of NORAD. I mean, this this should be a NORAD deal, right? NORAD has probably been tracking this thing from the moment it looked like it was probably going to come over, and Canada and uh, the United States are connected through NORAD. Yes, yes, exactly. And maybe they're not saying as much as they know. I mean, that's that's the way intelligence goes. Uh, you don't want to... There's a uh, necessary need-to-know aspect to intelligence gathering. Um, but um, I just find it inexcusable that that we can't manage either taking it down or investigating what it's all about. And, um, well, you know, let me uh, allow me to interrupt because with with today's with today's satellite technology, it would not surprise me at all if our satellites have X-ray capability and have been yeah. and, and have already done like a spectrographic analysis of the chemical makeup of what's in this thing, as well as X-rays to determine what exactly is in any um, uh, basket, if you, if you want to call it a basket or a control panel. I mean, the, the satellite technology today for intelligence is beyond words. Yes, I, I agree. It's, but the way we're projecting it uh, in in media is sort of like the Trojan horse. Okay, oh look at the Trojan horse. It just came in as a gift and. All of a sudden, it opens up, and there you have it—the <laughs> well, end of your of your kingdom. But you know, the the heartbreaking thing about it is, I I agree about the second-rate nation status that uh, that you mentioned. Um, this uh, woke push within the uh, military. Uh, is is the wrong focus uh i i don't know what else to say about that but i i think it's just wrong no the purpose of our military is to preserve protect and defend the united states of america and its allies and i would add the caveat onto that it's allies when it makes sense i don't think going into world war three over taiwan i don't want to die because of taiwan Right. Uh, to be very frank with you, I don't want my family to die because of Taiwan. Well, exactly, but it again, it's it's that um, you know I, I think I read in the Wall Street Journal a piece about if if it came to conflict in in the Taiwan Straits and that um, we we would not be able to to help. We would not be able to manage. Uh, the the conflict, and I don't think I don't think America is ready for a situation like the British had in the Battle of the Somme in the First World War, where during the first day of action, literally eight British soldiers every single second were killed or wounded. The American people have not the stomach for that. Chinese people do. The Soviets did in the Second World War. We do not have the stomach for that. And that's the kind of conflict it would be. It would be merciless. It would be brutal. And uh, a lot of Americans 
would die uh, in the event China goes into Taiwan and we uh, decide that, okay, this is a good reason to start World War III. Um, I thank you very much, Ken. I, I appreciate the call. Uh, you know, okay. back, back in the um, 1970s, we're all shocked when Richard Nixon shows up in Peking, that's what it was called then, with Mao Zedong and Henry Kissinger. And the deal was, hey, we're the United States. We're going to get really close to communist China to balance the Soviet Union, to keep the Russians off balance. And I got to tell you something. Part of me was kind of thinking, you know, maybe it would have not be the worst thing in the world in the big scheme of things to uh, perhaps hit the reset button with Russia and uh, bring Vladimir Putin over for cake and ice cream and say, we both have a problem, don't we? You know what that problem is. Would you like to be on our team? Because even if you're China, you don't want to fight a two-front war. Just saying. 803, look, people make deals all the time. Churchill made them in the Second World War. Churchill did what he called the dirty document with Stalin. Uh, and it it gets back to being practical and being pragmatic so you preserve yourself. Churchill made a lot of compromises in the Second World War. Winston Churchill was one of the people who made sure the British got involved in the Russian Civil War to try to topple the Bolsheviks. But the minute Hitler invaded the Soviet Union, guess what? Churchill said, any enemy of Hitler is a friend of Britain's. And uh, the rest is history, as they say. Uh, back to the calls on WBEN. Just doing a little thinking out loud, which can be dangerous. Here's John. Uh, John, what do we do about this? By the way, are there any other women listening? I mean, uh, this, uh, the the uh, the Chinese balloon. John, what do we do? Yeah, uh, my part of it is uh, how to make this thing inert so that we know it's not um, stealing any of our information. We've got all these military lasers that can reach out miles and miles, 70,000 feet is nothing. Right. We could probably blind the thing and then figure a way to get it down safe. Definitely take a look at it. We'll probably find one of uh, Hunter Biden's old laptops <laughs> stored in there. They're returning from China. But either way, um, there's ways to get this thing down, and there's no way that we should let this just float on by. But uh, the question for you is, have you heard, is it steerable? Because if it's steerable, we know it's intentional. If it's just floating on the current, yeah, it probably is something that got away from them. Uh, I do not believe that information has been made public as to whether or not it is steerable. Uh, but look, I, I think that any way you look at it, there is intent to this because the upper... Uh, the the airflow in the world is the airflow in the world. They they simply are doing what the Japanese did in the Second World War. This is pre-existing knowledge. They knew where to launch a balloon for the greatest success of it hitting the United States. Yeah, that's true. It's just a question of uh, you know you can get a balloon and steer it if you have just by itself, just with the air currents too. So I don't know. I I think. Um, there are certainly ways to get this thing a lot safer 
than letting it just land on America. We can grab it, but blind it first. Yeah, you know, David Bellavia. David Bellavia, and I think you make an excellent point, sir. Uh, David Bellavia earlier said, uh, you know, one of the things we could do or should be doing is we should have AWACS flying around this thing, jamming any electronics that are on board, because AWACS can do that. Yeah, that, that's a and great you idea because you mentioned it lasers. Get you, you mentioned lasers and making this thing blind. I'd be surprised if they already are making it, if they're not already making it blind. Um, yeah, I think it's smart if they don't tell us what they're doing. Just, you know, let the public know it's safe. Don't worry about it. But to be so, um, I don't know, so open with saying, yeah, let's let this Chinese thing go right over our country. We're not friends with China. We haven't done all we can to bring China to bed with us. No, but at, uh, at, at some point, at some point, you have to tell the American people that Russian missiles are in Cuba. It's, I mean, I, I'm drawing a parallel here. At some point, what is secret has got to be made above board, clean and clear to the American people. Because um, it, this, you know, I tell you something, Joe Biden runs for president again. This is going to be a very big issue. It should be, although the American people have the attention span of a goldfish. Uh, thank you very much, John. I appreciate it. No problem. And I, I, by the way, am no better than anybody else with that. So it ain't, it's that, that ain't a, I'm better than you. That's a, I'm the same as you with attention span. Believe me. Uh, let's get to, back to the calls. And, uh, you know, by, by the way, too, um, our military can do things um, not just with lasers, but with microwaves and with sound. And whether any of those technologies are being used to blind the Chinese balloon I do not know, but uh, you can actually incapacitate soldiers on the field with sound. True story. True story. You play Black Sabbath backwards. That's what happens. And then you see God. Or that's what Cheech and Chong said anyway. Here is Eric in uh, Allegheny on WBEN. Hello. Thank you, sir. I know you're a student of history, so I thought you'd, you'd be interested in this. This is from the Naval History and Heritage Command. It's a military website of naval history. Um, it was called Operation, this is from World War II, Operation Cherry Blossoms at Night. And it's the Japanese plan for biological warfare to be waged against the east and west coast of the United States by dropping millions of, pla- what they say here in the article, or on the on the uh, on the document from the government says uh, they were planning on con- dropping billion, millions of plague infested fleas on the west coast of California. Um, and the plan was to, uh, supposed to be implemented September twenty second, nineteen forty five, but the war ended in August, and that put a halt to the plan for waging. And they were going to use planes and balloons to disperse these plague infested fleas. And it is pretty much commonly accepted that the main cause of the spread of the plague back in the medieval days was uh, fleas biting people and not contact between one person and another. So I thought you'd be interested in that operation, Cherry Blossoms at Night. And they were going to attack the West Coast with balloons dropping the plague-infested fleas onto California in retaliation for the firebombings. Uh, that the United States was committing in Japan. So you know, I did. I did not know that. I do know, and we've talked about this. The Japanese sent over nine thousand balloons 
toward the United States to try to uh, start forest fires <laughs> during the Second World War. Uh, they were called Fugo. Got to be very careful how I say that. Fugo balloons. But um, you're, you're, you're absolutely right. Uh, cherry blossoms at night. And by the way, the cherry blossom was also the name of a, uh, a kamikaze jet-powered aircraft that our guys found on one of the islands uh, that we took from the Japanese on the way to Japan. At first, our guys didn't know what it was. And then they basically, the engineers came in, took a look at it, and realized basically it was a one-man kamikaze flying bomb. None were ever used in contact as far as uh, combat, as far as I know. Yeah, and one last thing, Tom. You know, if this is a matter of, of sensitive military intelligence in any way, um, you, this would have never made it to the me, to the mainstream media or any media. I, I think this with, with this is all over the news, and so I think I tend to ask the question: What do they want to make us think or do by releasing this? Because it seems to be there's some ulterior motive for letting this out of the bag, so to speak. Because if, like I said, if it was sensitive. It would never see the light of day. They'd keep it, you know, they put a national security letter on it, and you wouldn't hear about it in any media outlets unless there was an inside whistleblower, and those are few and far between. No, uh, you know what? Look, most intel is clandestine stuff, and you never hear about it, but it's pretty hard with all the amateur uh, telescope, all the uh, amateur astronomers we have out there, and access to social media. You could not keep this thing locked up yeah, good, good point i did hear that the this originally came out from a guy in montana who captured it along with a group of people on his video camera and then it kind of went viral from there so yeah you make a good point uh you know we get citizen journalists so to speak and just the average person who gets a, a good video and then it's out there so um it could be genuine and i hope that history does not repeat itself in this situation like what Japan had done in World War II. Well, look, that's I, I have to be honest with you. I, I That is one of my concerns. EMP dry run is a concern because if China, if China took out our electric grid, we lose the war. Right. There's a company called EMP Shield that makes government. They, they do government contracting and they sell to the general public. It's called an EMP Shield. For a couple hundred bucks, you can get one for your car. And you can also get one for your house, and it has a little fuse in there that if there is an EMP, the fuse will blow and your circuit, all your circuits will be fine. And it also acts as lightning protection as well, and they guarantee it up to like $30,000. So it's a, really good, it's a really good thing to look into, EMP Shield, and people can protect themselves yeah. individually. So my, yeah. my car will start, but try to get gasoline from a station that operates on gasoline. I'm going to be doing a lot of walking. i got to move on, man. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Uh, a lot of good calls here. And, uh, I mean, look, I think we as American people have every right to be concerned. We have an adversary's balloon invading our airship, uh, invading our airspace, and nobody seems to have any answers that they're revealing to the public. And uh, Mr. President Joe Biden uh, one of your predecessors, the 35th president of the United States, President John F. Kennedy, he understood that uh, at some point he had to come clean with the missiles in Cuba after denying anything was going on. 